0: Okay, 10 o'clock, we're going to start. My name is Anne. I'm a grateful, recovering, compulsive overeater and your leader for this meeting. Please join me in the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Before we begin, we ask that all cell phones or other electronic equipment be turned off. Even if you think it's off, please check again. The opinions expressed here today are those of individual OA members and do not represent Region 2 or Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. OA members are reminded when sharing to speak to your recovery in the program of Overeaters Anonymous only. To protect our anonymity, no photography, audio or visual recording is allowed. If there is press in the room, please do not take any unauthorized pictures or identify anyone using their full name. I just realized I was supposed to be holding this. There will be audio recordings of this workshop, which you may purchase outside in the foyer. The format for this meeting is I will share for 20 minutes, followed by five minutes of ask a basket questions, and there will be a basket that will continue to move around, and then we'll finish up with open sharing. The topic for this session is F-E-A-R, False Evidence Appearing Real. Let's begin with a reading from Voices of Recovery, page 303. Isabel, would you like to come and do the reading?
1: Hi, I'm Isabel. I'm a compulsive overeater. Hi, I learned that fear hinders me, makes me pull back, keep silent, not do in the first place. Feel left out with my friends, avoid responsibilities, and miss the, and miss the moment and all it has to offer. I have learned that once I become conscious of fear's presence, I can choose to dispel it by breaking
0: out faith. Thank you, Isabel. This microphone is for the recording of the um, of the session. So. We will ask that if you do decide to share that, you will sign the release for being recorded. Okay, so I'm going to share for 20 minutes. Um, My name is Anne. I'm a grateful recovering compulsive overeater from Aptos, California, which is in Santa Cruz County. Um, I'm going to talk about fear. Um, I know a lot about fear from all the experience I have with it. Um, because I come from a very fearful place. Um, my mother was very fearful, and I learned well at, at her knee. Um, I think one of the things we're supposed to do is to qualify. I've been in the program since 1980. I've been abstinent. It will be 34 years in, on July 6th, imperfect abstinence. Um, I can't do anything perfectly. Uh, but I've never gone back to eating the way I was eating when I came into these rooms. I'm very grateful for that. So one of the definitions for fear is false evidence appearing real. But there's a couple of others um, that another one I really liked, which is forget everything and recover. So we have lots of different... um, uh, acronyms and, and words that, that fit with that acronym just to keep reminding us uh, what the program's all about. So I I have like a whole bunch of, of little blurbs from, from different OA literature, from the AA-12 12 and 12, the OA-12 12 and 12, the For Today, the Voices of Recovery, so lots of little, little blurbs, but I'll try to work them in um, as I talk. Um you know I my my story is like everybody else's that you know I came in here hiding food eating eating food out of the frozen food out of the freezer etc cetera, etc cetera. um but fear was what drove me I didn't realize that fear drove me until I got in these rooms and started to uh work the steps because what I thought was driving me was anger because that's, I, I, that's what was manifested in my life. I, my mother was also a rageaholic, and I, I learned that quite well from her also. Um, but what I found as I started to work the steps was that the anger was a cover-up to keep people far away. Because underneath, I was afraid. It was either fear, hurt feelings, or Disappointment and most of it was fear fear that i didn't know how to do things and i didn't want anybody else to know that i didn't know how to do things and i don't know was not part of my vocabulary at that time so things were very scary because i was afraid to ask people for help to ask how to do things to ask you know what to just to ask for help to help me walk through things I didn't know how to do that. I did not know anything about how to do that. Um, so what I, what I learned is, and, um, and that I, I've read this somewhere in OA literature, and I couldn't find it when I was, was um, looking for it, but it talked about a lot of fear is based on not getting what I want or losing what I already have. So I'm afraid that I'm not going to get what I want, or that I'm going to lose what I already have, and so I could really identify with that. I remember one time um, when my son was in college; he was in he was went to school at San Diego State, and he was riding his motorcycle from San Jose to San Diego. That was a really long day for me uh because i was afraid something was going to happen to him and i all i could do was to keep reminding my i'm a very visual person and i would picture this big gnarly hand like my dad's used to look like and that was a hand of god and my son peter was sitting in the palm of that hand so the fear would come up i would hold my hand out no no peace in the palm of god's hand then i'd move on and the fear would come up You know, so it's that kind of thing that everything was so scary, very, very scary. And a lot of the things that I um, have learned is that we're all afraid. We're all afraid. My fear doesn't make me unique. We're all afraid. And I think a lot of us are afraid to let anybody know that we're afraid. Because that was a big one for me, was to be able to actually um, be able to say that out loud. Um, I moved to California from Nebraska in 1981, and, and uh, I just packed up my kid and my cat and moved to California. So I didn't have a job, and so I figured, you know, three months I'd have a job. Well, God's plans are often different than my plans. And so I went back to the food. I got so afraid. I went back to the food. So terrified. I went back to the food because that's all I knew. But luckily I was going to meetings and, you know, getting the support I could. And when I did get a job, it was the perfect job, the perfect job for me. But I got so afraid, so, so afraid because I thought I was going you know, I wasn't going to be able to take care of my child and his dad would take him away from me and, you know, on and on and on about the, and usually the on and on is about the worst things that can happen. The very worst things that can happen. If, if it's not bad, I'm not fearful, then I'm just Hopeful that it's all going to turn out another way. But that was such a scary time for me. And, you know, once I got the job, things really turned around and, you know, but, and, and I got my abstinence back, but I just got so afraid. And I'd only been in the program about a year and I just got way too afraid. So, so grateful that I knew to go to meetings Another thing that came up in the literature was uh, the inability to trust that our basic needs will be met. Fear, fear that our inability, a fear regarding our inability to trust that our basic needs will be met. My basic needs won't will, will be, will not be met. I won't have enough food. I won't have shelter. I won't have. A job, and that was one of the things that I was going through at that time. my basic need for income. I was afraid it was never going to be met and and uh, And I went back to the food and Today, I know that God is taking care of me, no matter what God is taking care of me, even when it looks like you know my life looks like crap. God is still taking care of me because. I have that firm belief belief in a loving God that is going to take care of me. I just have to ask you know help is the the shortest prayer it's just help, help me through whatever it is that 's going on so i 'm really grateful for to actually know that and to know that we all experience fear and this is a a quote that uh, from the um For today, on page 86, it says, Courage is resistance to fear. Mastery of fear, not absence of fear. And that's from Mark Twain. So the courage, the fear is always going to be there. It's just that I don't want it to run my life. I still get afraid of things but it doesn't run my life. And in the past, it ran my life. I remember in high school that I really did no extracurricular activities because I was too afraid. I was too afraid that I wouldn't know how to interact with the people. I wouldn't know how to do something. I wouldn't have anything to contribute. Um, So that was just a really scary thing to even reach out to do that. I had good grades, but I never did any extracurricular activities. And that makes me sad to this day about how much I missed out, because I was so afraid. So, so afraid. There was also one uh, reading on fear from the Voices of Recovery, page 81, the joy of no fear. Can you picture that? not being afraid not being afraid of anything not being afraid of of the food not being afraid of the boss at work or or the neighbors or whatever whatever your fear is of big dogs i don't like big dogs you know th- to be a, the joy of no fear what a concept What a concept, not to be afraid. And I don't know that I'll ever make it to no fear, but I'm much closer to that than I ever have been in my life. That I, because of a higher power that I trust, that I trust to take care of me no matter what. No matter what. Now, I think as human beings, we're all afraid of change. And how do we walk through that? How have I walked through that? Well, it depends. Sometimes gracefully, sometimes not very gracefully. I said when I first moved to California, I didn't walk through it very gracefully. That um, uh, that it was. I was so fear driven. I went back to food. That was the answer. And that's not the answer to any of my issues, especially fear. Um, and so it's it's really about. For me, it's about working the steps. And also, it it, um, talks in the AA. No, this is also in Voices of Recovery. It talks about my recovery depends on releasing fear and trusting God. Releasing my fear and trusting God that I'm going to be taken care of. And it doesn't always look... I'm always taken care of, but I don't always like the way it, it looks. You know, there, um, things turn out okay. I had, some, I had a health scare, and, you know, it was like it's all going to be okay. Well, the okay to me was not what the okay turned out to be. But I was taken care of. I had support from friends in, um, in OA, from other friends, you know, people supporting. That's one of the things that I have always taken for granted is my health and when when that is taken away, even for a short period of time, it's very scary. It's very, very scary and um but I knew that I had a higher power who was going to take care of me, no matter what that my higher power would take care of me. I had to fire my higher power when I'd been in the program about five years. I just had to really take a look at what my who my higher power was, and I had to fire him. It's like you are out of here because you're the higher power that's always putting little black checks next to my name, and those weren't because they were good. You know, maybe they should have been a little black X's, but it wasn't because uh, it was because of all my character defects and how I displayed them in my life. And so I had to fire that God. I had to find a God that loved me no matter what. That loved me when I was eating, when I was abstinent, when I was peaceful and serene, when I was bitchy, whenever, whatever, whatever was going on in my life. I had to find a higher power that would that loved me no matter what. And that made a difference in the fear quotient because then I had a higher power that I trusted a higher power that loved me no matter what, a higher power that was going to be with me no matter what and take care of me. And I never had that before. I never had that before. So I was, I was grateful to be able to hire a higher power that was much better than the one I fired, one that I could trust, one that I could rely on. That was very, very important because I, be, I really got clear that if I was going to be able to walk through my life with less fear, I had to have a higher power that I could trust that was going to take care of me no matter what. And that was a big one. Um, and you know, going back to the one about the inability to trust that our basic needs will be met. Well, that trust had to come with my higher power, that my basic needs were going to be met. And that again, when I trust, it removes the fear. It's when I think I have to do it all myself, then it's a scary place because I know, I know that I can't do these things by myself. I need help. I need that higher power that's going to carry me through. And so that's been a big thing. Um, uh, and again, it doesn't mean I'm never afraid, but fear doesn't run my life. I don't, I don't decline invitations to do things because I'm afraid to do them. And that was what I, I, I wouldn't do things because I was afraid. But I didn't want to tell anybody I was afraid. I would just say, well, I don't really like doing that. Or, oh, I, you know what? I'm really busy. I just, I'm, my schedule's full. I, I can't do that. Not being able to say, I'm afraid. I don't know how to do that. I'm afraid. Will you help me? And I've never had people turn me down when I've said, I don't know. Will you help me? I've always had people that will step up and, um, and step into, into that place where I need them. Um, this is also in, I think it's in Voices of Recovery. Um, the inability to face my fears is a contributing factor to my illness. The inability to face my fears is a contributing factor to my illness. And that's, the, that's what keeps me, keeps me in the dark. If I don't face my fears, it keeps me in the dark. And the reason I can't face them usually is because I haven't asked for help. I haven't asked my higher power for help. And my higher power is always there. Always, always there. I think one of the other things is that, um, where did I write this down? Oh, fear comes from projection. Thank you. Fear comes from projection. So when I'm living in the future, I can get afraid that I'm not going to get what I want or I'm going to lose what I already have. But when I stay in the present, when I come back to the present, to the right now, 10, 20 p.m. on a Friday night, it's, we're right here. We're sitting in this room. We're abstinent for this amount of time. Then I'm not afraid. Because I'm right here. I'm in my body. I'm in the room. I'm present in my life. And that's one of the things about um, fear also that I found is that staying in the present helps to ward off fear. Just staying right here, right here in the present. And that's where my recovery is, is in the present. It's not in the past where I can the where I'm ashamed of what happened, so there's shame for that, or in the future, where I'm afraid that I'm not going to get what I need or what I want, and sometimes when I don't get what I want, it's it's a good thing. you know, careful what you pray for, you might get it, um, and and then not be happy with it because it really wasn't what you wanted or needed to begin with. So um, I think that just about wraps up my time. Is that right? Okay, I still have a minute and a half to wrap it up. So again, um, fear is a driving force, but looking at our fears is part of a four-step inventory, looking at what those fears are and and being able to trust a higher power that those fears will be, uh, that you will be carried through those fears and remembering that um, courage is resistance to fear, mastery of fear not absence of fear so fear is always going to be there and the other th- but the thing of it is is we want to be a master of our fear, not be mastered by our fear. Thank you, Thank you. Okay, so the Ask It Basket. Now we're going to spend about five minutes doing Ask It Basket. So we'll see if I have any answers to questions, if I can read them. Okay, how have you come to trust a God that you don't really trust? Um, By acting as if acting as if I could trust that God, to ask for help. You know, um, things have happened like, you know, I'd get really afraid and someone would call. And if I was willing to speak out loud about what I was afraid about, that was, you know, that was God with skin on calling me. So it's kind of trial and error. And when I, I one of the things is I look back over my life and my God was taking care of me all my life even though I didn't know it didn't know it and I but when I look back I could see it I could see it in in uh areas where you know that near miss on the freeway you know it's like oh thank you God you either woke up that other person or woke me up just in time to avoid whatever that was. Um, so little things like that. So part of it for me was looking for ways that God was working in my life. Because I'm somewhat oblivious. And so for looking for, looking for ways where I could see God manifesting in my life. Okay, um... How do you come to accept or trust that everything will be okay when it seems like it isn't? Again, it comes back to that higher power that I know loves me no matter what and wants the very best for me even when today it looks like crap. But having that trust, again, just in a higher power that I, I believe really cares about me, deep in my gut, I know that my higher power cares about me and wants the very best for me. And it took a while to get to that point where I had that deep trust. Because it's, it, it wasn't, I, I didn't get that from how I was raised, a trust that there was a God there that was going to take care of me. I didn't get that. I had the God with the, you know, looking for the things I did wrong. Um, So it's a matter, for me, it's a matter of practice. What is one of your biggest fears, and how did OA help you? Um, Back to the health. Um, In September of 2011, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Now, my idea of being okay was that the biopsy was going to come back benign. Well, that is not what happened. But I was okay. God took care of me because I knew I was going to be okay. I just thought I was going to be okay that it was benign. But I was okay, and it wasn't benign. It was malignant. So what I got to see was that, first of all, I knew that what I needed to do is I needed to be with people who got what I was going through because I knew that when I, was an, when I found out I was an overeater, I needed to be with people who got it. So what I'd learned here, I could take to another part of my life, and I got connected with a support group. And that really helped a lot. And then I had OA people that... Helped take care of me. Made soup for me. Brought me meals. Gave me rides. Took me down to the ocean when I couldn't walk down there and it wasn't really good for me to drive. Um, how did I find my Hewlett... My, <laughs> my, I used to work for Hewlett-Packard, so I see HP, <laughs> and I just like bleh, fell right into it. How did you find your higher power to help with fear? Um, one of the things that I ask my sponsees to do is when they start working on the second step is to write a want ad. A want ad for your higher power. What do you want from your higher power? You know, and I wanted somebody who loved me no matter what, who was always going to be there for me, that was there, you know, seven by 24, um, and on and on. And so that really helped um, to have that higher power. I keep coming back to that higher power because that's the only way I know how to deal with my fear, is to is to have a higher power. Okay, we have one more. Yeah, okay, if you surrender to a higher power, how can you live in fear? So that kind of ties right into the last one, is that, um, is that we all experience fear. I'm never going to be rid of fear, but am I going to let it master me, or am I going to master it? Am I going to uh, make it let go of the grip it has on my throat, you know, to just drag me? So, anyway, the timer has told me that we're done. Okay, now is the time for open sharing. Please come to the podium if you would like to share, and sign the release form for the recording, and then stick... To the topic, the timer will remind you to stop at three minutes and hold the microphone. What the guy told me is hold the microphone right next to your heart so that you'll be able to hear it. So if you would like to to come and share, just come stand up here, line up, um, or whatever you want to do, and be sure to sign the form. So who would like to share? Nobody has any fear. You're all afraid to come up here and, sign, and share. Okay, now we have that cleared up. So we all have fear. I love it where people won't make eye contact with me, because I will call on people. Rex. Sign the release form, please. This down here. Right. It's easier if we can just do it from our
2: chair. Thing, come up yeah. I can, I can go this far. <laughs> I'm Rex and I'm a compulsive overeater and exercise bulimic. Yes. And uh I, I thought of one way of breaking my fear is to come up here and just do it and that everybody here is harmless and uh, or at least I think so. Or uh, Okay. And um uh, so thanks for your lead and your share. I got a lot out of it. Uh I I have some trust issues with my higher power sometimes and uh so I like the idea of the uh getting a new one and I've heard that before but I I uh, I, uh so that that was very beneficial. And uh so, I heard the other day something that I like to share if I remember it it 's something like the uh, the answer's there before the problem arises, mm-hmm. so I really like that so basically there 's a solution, or my higher power has it even before the problem comes up and and that was really nice for me to listen to uh, 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 I, you know i i've uh heard different acronyms for the word fear and i think there's one of them you know uh, what is it uh um false evidence appear in rear is one of them yeah, and then the one that f everything and run <laughs> and um there there's some other ones uh i can't recall them but um So fear, geez, I mean, like, you know, the big book talks about that, you know, I'm full of fear. Not only that I'm full of fear, but I have uh, a hundred delusions. I'm run by delusions and fears. So I'm really messed up, you know. (laughs) Um, So... You know, it's a process, and, and, and I, I got to say that uh, a lot of times my my life is run by fear, and uh, so I'm, I'm glad I was here today to hear that it doesn't have to be that way. And, and I guess uh, 90% of the things or 95% of the things I fear never, ever happen. Thank you. Thanks,
0: Rex. Oh, just a warning. Oh, okay. Okay. Sign, please. You just have to sign your name. Pen's not working. Thank you. Go ahead and talk, and then you can sign um, finish signing.
3: Well, talking about fear, um, I'm going to use a fictitious name is okay. what I was about to okay. say. Um, you can call me Amber. And I'm a compulsive eater and bulimic. Um, and you can read my name tag later. Yeah. <laughs> I really had something to say when I got up here, I promise. And then I forgot because, you know, ah, I'm standing holding a mic. Um, So I actually came back to program on Tuesday after about six years away um, and was at my first meeting, and they were like, oh, yeah, there's a regional convention this weekend. (laughs) I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going because that would be my higher power saying, like get your butt into gear. Um, So I have a lot of gratitude for that. And um, fear is what took me out of the program. Um, And I have a lot of gratitude for that because I never got back to the really low-bottom place where I came into the program the first time um, before I realized I needed to return. Um, But I kind of want to speak to that because it, it has to do with two things that came up, one being, you know higher power issues and one being, you know, the fear. Um, and I've heard face everything and recover, um, is another one that I like, but, um, I have a really severe trauma history. Um, and I'm recognizing that I'm saying that with a smile, um, which is because of my fear, right? Putting a putting up a barrier, but I have had the experience in program of working with a sponsor and saying, you have to be completely honest, and then I get to that part of my story, which directly ties into my eating behaviors, and them going, I can't cope with this, and having that happen several times in a row, and then finally having a sponsor who, when I said, no, I'm terrified of losing weight because I blamed being thin for thank you a really severe amount of sexual abuse as a kid. Um, And when I told this to the last sponsor I worked with, she fired me on the spot and said, you will never recover. If this is your story, you will never recover. And it made me so phobic of program. And what I realized is that I was giving her my power right? Which is exactly my life story, right? Powerless, 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 people imposing their power on me, and now I'm going to hand it to somebody who actually doesn't deserve it. Um, And so I just wanted to kind of say that, because my biggest fear coming into program is that I'm going to get that again, so I figure if I just say it to a room full of people now, (laughs) like, and I'm grateful um, for that, so... Anyhow, um, just to say, you know, I'll wrap up by saying, like, I have gratitude because I know for somebody that was the sponsor that they need, and it's not the person for me, and that doesn't mean that I don't get to do my own
0: work. So anyhow, thank you. Thank you. Who else would like to conquer one fear and come up here to the microphone? Thank you.
4: um hi my name is may i'm a compulsive overeater hi, may. so fear when i read that topic it's like okay that's a great meeting before bed <laughs> uh, um so um yeah it, it's easy to think or it was easy to it, no what am i talking it wasn't easy like i saw that i was had a problem and i do still have it um But I keep telling myself, like, "Ah, it's not that bad. So I minimize everything. I don't like to feel anything. If something comes up, it's like it's not that bad. (laughs) You know, so by saying it's not that bad, I minimize it. By comparing myself to others, I minimize it. By, like, eating all the time and saying, like, okay, skinny people are too superficial, (laughs) You know, it's like all this stuff that in my head makes sense and the fear too, you know. And, um, and, and it's about the food because the food, it like gives me this high, this subtle high that keeps me numb and is more socially acceptable, you know, depending. Um, but when you take the food away, when I took the food away, I really realized how afraid my life is. And I like get, Panic attacks, you know, and I don't know what they are because I think, like, wanting to say something but being completely frozen and having, like, this thing in your throat is normal because it feels familiar, you know, but you just control it enough for it to be almost normal. And then, like, being ashamed of feeling like that because you should be an adult. So it's, it's like this circle, but, like, by... I'm grateful that I discovered the room because I was desperate because I do think things are not as bad and I don't know what the answer is, but I have it. No one else will have it, <laughs> you know, and even as a person that is equal or, or even more insane than me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's all like crazy thinking, but um, you s- commented on something that is great, man. It's like, for me, I still, I had, like, such a difficult thing with the idea of a higher power that I thought I wasn't deserving. And and I needed something practical, pragmatic. And this program has shown me that if I take the risk, and it's a huge risk to be vulnerable, the payoff is amazing, you know? And the payoff for me is that when I see my, when I say out loud my biggest fear, and I do think I need to be in a meeting that I'm comfortable and if I don't feel comfortable to explain things with a lot of details, there's a way to be open in a meeting, I can go and look for people that have something that I want. And I talk to them one by one, and usually when that truth come out, half of that tension poof, dissipate. And sometimes it takes, like, the exercise of repeating saying that, and it's uncomfortable, and the anxiety comes to the neck, and all that stuff, but it feels better. and And it always works, so... Thank you for letting me share. We
0: have time for more. Come on. And you can be next. You can sign it afterwards. Hi,
5: I'm Cindy Composso Reader. Hi, thank you so much for sharing, um, everybody. This has been a really great meeting, and it's way past my bedtime, but I'm really grateful to be here. And... um, Yeah, I got so much out of your share. And um, I love um, about like, that fear has to do with like nothing that's going on now. You know, like 98% someone said, Um, because like, I don't fear things that have already happened. You know, like a lot of I've had a lot of things happen in my life. I've been in, you know, abusive relationships. I've been um, in homeless shelters. I've... Lost jobs, you know. I don't fear those things today because I walked through them. So I fear things that I don't know, you know, what's going to happen. And um, I love too about, um, you know, my higher power taking care of me. And looking back in retrospect, like I can see, like at the time I was in the shelter, I'm sure I was like, oh my God, God sucks. Like I'm in a shelter. And looking back, I'm like, thank you, God, that there is a shelter. You know, it's like all about how you look at things. And um, I have a big trust issue with my higher power going on right now, and I don't really know why. It's all about, like, I'm really um, the kind of person that's, like, you know, but, 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 you know. Um, there's nothing horrible going on with my life. It's, like, everything that could possibly go on, you know, that could possibly happen. And um, I also... Um, i 've been in the program for sixteen years, and I just celebrated last week three years of abstinence again and i 'm really super grateful for that and you know i 've walked through so much fear in these past few years you know I came in weighing four hundred and seventy nine pounds so um, i 've lost uh, over two hundred pounds and you know there 's a lot of stuff that goes um around with that, and i 'm really really grateful to everything that i 've been given but so many things have happened that um, I've done these past few years that when I came in this program, I'm not even kidding. Like, I wouldn't even look anybody in the eye. I, I like, you know, had my face face down. Um, I knew what everyone's shoes looked like. Like, you know, I didn't know how to talk to people and people that have known me the last few years, but didn't know me then are like, oh my God, you're like the social butterfly. I can't even imagine you any other way. And then I was at a meeting that there was someone that was like my at my very first meeting, she was like, Oh my gosh, I remember you. You were like, you know, how are you? Oh, I'm being fine, how are you? You know, it's like you couldn't even hear me when I talked and today it's like I walk like I have a purpose in this world and um Thank you. I couldn't even imagine, like, being up here sharing and, like, tomorrow I'm going to, like, speak on a panel. And I, like, volunteer to do this. Like, (laughs) what was I thinking? I mean, I wouldn't even, like, take chips in the beginning because I didn't want to share. And a couple of years ago, I took on a position on our intergroup board and I took on a position that I like didn't even know what I was supposed to do. But it turned out I was the person that put on workshops throughout the year. And I've done like these service, these workshops throughout the year on various topics. And it's given me like the most amazing, just the idea of like giving like hope to people, you know, like I've put on like relapse workshops and people know me now. And it's like I walk in the room. It's kind of awkward being here and it's totally my ego. I'm almost done, but it's totally my ego. Like no one knows me here. I'm like, I'm used to people like knowing me. And like, you know, I was talking to someone and she was like, How long have you been here? And thank you. And um, you know, I want to tell her, here's my before picture. Like, look at what I used to look like. But um, thanks for letting me share.
0: Thank you.
1: Hi, I'm Isabel compulsive Eater. Hi, Isabel. Sophia, I'm very familiar with it. Um, so I think the first time I walked into the room was, was 2011. I just looked it up. Um, November 2011 or 2012, I already forgot. I forget everything. So I told my now ex-husband that I was going to go to this program, to this, lose what call it? Wait, This program, to lose weight. And I will go once a week and blah, blah, blah. He goes, how is it going? Oh, yeah, great. You know, and of course, I wrote my name on the list. I put my number. And then one day I get home and he's like, who's John? And I'm like, huh? A man called you. And I'm like, holy uh-huh. crap. I'm like, sorry, pardon my friend. And I'm like, oh, I think we need to talk. Because in the past, <clears throat> sorry, I have actually told him I have problem like controlling myself. Well, it's my food. Don't eat it. I'm like, you leave this bag full of stuff that I can, I need to eat. He was like, well, it's mine. Don't eat it. And I'm like, I can't stop eating it. Don't, don't leave it there. And so he never figured, he never understood that I could not stop eating that particular item. So then I get home and he's like, who's that man that's calling you? And I'm like, oh, you okay? So, so I sat down with him and I told him, I'm like, I have told you in the past, you never believed me. So now I'm going to overeat at arms. And he's just looking at me like, what? And I'm like, so yeah, there's this program, blah, blah, blah. So he's like, so he finally got it. A libel went on. Like, he finally understood. And he's overweight, too. But he can control himself with, I don't even know why he's overweight, because sometimes I eat more than him. So, But that's a different story. So he finally understood where I was coming from. So it was like a relief that like, I can finally tell him that I was in, Well, I was sort of lying, right? Because I was going to a program to lose weight. So it's kind of like half and half, right? So, so then I... I after that, it was so much easier. To, when I would be, it took a, a, probably a couple of years that I, I would tell friends, "Oh yeah, I'm going to overeat," and And I, I don't care anymore. I'm like, "Why am I?" Well, they look at my body. It's not I'm skinny, so they probably know that I there's something going on besides you know the little meals that they see me eating when I'm sitting down. So um, I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. I'm rambling. So fear. I right now a lot of stuff is happening in my life, and. I think of the past and I get really angry. And then I think of the future. What's going to happen? So I've been trying to figure out what to do. So i am been in the present. Why do I worry about the past? It's done. Why do I keep going over and over again? So just live today. And then I start thinking of the future. What's going to happen to my kids? I have three kids. One of them has special needs. Oh my! Like, what's going to happen if I die? My, hus- my ex-husband doesn't do- make enough money. So I'm like, okay, I already have a life insurance. So that's taken care of. So why do I keep worrying about it? So this last week... Has been about the present, thinking about the present. Don't even think about the future, because then my bitch mode turns on. That's what I call it. I have a friendly mode and a bitch mode, and so I've been trying to stay in the present because the fear of the future drives me crazy, and it will just bring me to tears all the time. Thank you.
0: Don't forget to sign. Oh. We have.
6: Time for one more. Hi, I'm Meg. I'm a compulsive overeater. Hi. Hi. Um, It was fear that got me into OA, and it's fear that keeps me in OA. So when I came to OA, I was petrified of gaining weight back that I had just lost. I was a yo-yo dieter, and I... um, on my last weight loss program, I lost the weight and I was petrified because every diet ab- before that, I would go back to my habits and pff, gain it all back plus. So um, that was, that, that's what got me here. And um, then I realized that sugar was my big trigger food, that once I start sugar, I'm a goner. And the fear of killing myself that way keeps me in a way. So my fear has has served me to be here. Um, and I'm really grateful to have a higher power to help me through all these things, help me stay here, help me work the program, help me be of service, help me um, take care of daily stuff. And um, when I get afraid. Um, Usually I say something to somebody (laughs) instead of letting it sit here and drive me into a little corner. So um, I'm grateful that the program has said I don't have to do any of this alone. So I've been able to do a lot of things I never thought I would be able to do because of knowing I have a higher power, knowing I have people I can ask for help. You know, I grew up with, it doesn't count unless you do it all yourself. So it's really hard for me to um, ask for help. But in this program, I have to. I need a sponsor. I have three sponsors in this program. I need them. I'm a hard case. (laughs) And so um, I'm really grateful. I've been in the program for 26 years and maintaining a healthy body weight for most of that time. Thanks to my higher power in you. you.
0: All right. I think we're, oh, we've got one minute, so it must be wrap-up time. Let's see. Thank you all for sharing and participating and for staying up. It is now time to close the session. Please stand and join hands as we close with OA's promise. I put my hand in yours.
6: Okay. Look
0: at all these people. <laughs> okay. Deep breath and, and look into the eyes of. the
5: Of hopelessness, no longer must we each depend upon
3: our own unsteady willpower. We are all together now, reaching out our hands for a power and strength greater than ours. And as
0: we join hands, we find love and understanding beyond our wildest dreams. Keep coming back. It works it when it you work. You work. You work. You work.